A quarter of global jobs face disruption and ivory cost raises $2.6 billion through two eurobonds. From over 1,300 cities and 130 countries, we bring you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial News, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. A quarter of jobs face disruption, both growth and decline, due to geoeconomic, technological, and green transition trends in the next five years. On this episode, Saida Zahidi, Managing Director at the World Economic Forum, delves into the trends defining the future of jobs and explores optimal policy, employer, and worker responses. We find that the green transition is likely to be a positive. Yes, there will be jobs displaced, but many more will be created. So it's a net net positive. When it comes to technology, the picture is a lot more mixed, and you'll hear more about that soon. Um, Yes, a number of new roles will be created, but there will be roles displaced because what technology can do now will disrupt many tasks within roles, but in some cases, entire jobs. And then finally, the economic outlook, the uncertainty that currently exists, the lack of new investment that currently exists, that's really what's disrupting that longer-term outlook and is probably the biggest risk when it comes to creating a net negative outlook for the future of jobs. Now, as a whole, across those 673 million jobs that we looked at, there's a 23% churn. So about a quarter of all jobs will be affected slightly higher numbers that are declining and slightly lower numbers that are increasing. But on the whole, we're looking at a picture where, roughly speaking, there will be almost the same number of jobs that will grow as the number of jobs that will decline, but it's not a direct transfer between those jobs. So the types of jobs that will decline include, for example, people that are bank tellers or um, people that are administrative assistants, But the type of jobs that will increase are, for example, people who are sustainability specialists or teachers or agriculture workers. The largest absolute gain is going to come from agriculture and from education. So it's not necessarily a direct transfer between those jobs that are declining and those jobs that are growing. Now, what does that mean for people's skill sets? Even for that middle the middle set of jobs that are not changing too much, there will still be a massive change to skills. So out of everything that you and I do every single day in our workplace, nearly half of that is going to be changing over the course of the next four years. So 44% of the core skills that are um, existing in current jobs. Now, again, this is aggregate and it depends which specific job you look at. Now, what does that mean in terms of the types of uh, skills that are in demand and what the biggest upskilling needs are according to the businesses that we surveyed? Number one and number two are deeply human traits, analytical thinking, creative thinking. That is what businesses are looking for in order to upskill their employees. But following on closely from that, artificial intelligence and big data technology literacy, number seven. Number eight, design and user experience. So quite a lot of technology skills in there as well. There's also quite a lot about self-management. So resilience, flexibility, agility, curiosity and lifelong learning, empathy and active 
listening. So quite a lot in there that is also about the softer skills that we all need to develop. That's what's coming up in the aggregate across all of those jobs that we analyzed. Now, we also looked at large language models and about 11,000 tasks across 800 jobs. And we tried to understand what might happen due to large language models potentially being able to disrupt those set of tasks. And that roughly divides into three types of categories of tasks. There's high potential for aug augmentation, not surprisingly, when they're administrative or clerical activities that are repetitive, or things like designing databases, or analyzing data to improve operations. A lot of that is actually automatable now. But there's a huge scope for augmentation, evaluating personal, personnel capabilities or performance, collecting data about customers, um, reading documents or materials to inform work processes, so augmenting our productivity. And then finally, there are many, many, many jobs which have very low potential for exposure to artificial intelligence, specifically large language models, and that are things that are service work. It's people who are in customer-facing roles. Um, it includes things that require a lot of collaboration, for example, in the development of educational programs. So there is a lot that is also, for the moment, unexposed, depending on how fast the technology moves. Now, this is one way of looking at large language models and what they might do to jobs. There are others as well, and I'm going to turn it over to my fellow panelist, Eric Bonjorpsen, to tell us a lot more, the bigger picture, this research, as well as his. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Nigerian stocks crossed the 100,000 points for the first time on Wednesday, reaching a new record high of 101,571 during the session and extending gains for the 10th consecutive day. Consumer goods stocks and oil and gas companies were among the top performers. The ongoing rally is driven by funds strategically acquiring stocks ahead of earnings seasons, aiming to counter the impact of escalating inflation and currency instability in Africa's largest economy. Inflation has risen for 12 straight months, hitting its highest in more than 27 years and at 28.92% in December. Stock investors at the Nairobi Securities Exchange lost at least 530 billion Kenyan shillings in paper wealth last year on capital flight as the shilling slid against major currencies. This is according to the Capital Markets Authority Quarterly Statistical Bulletin for the period ended December 31, 2023, which shows the total market capitalization at the Nairobi Bourse closed at 1.43 trillion Kenyan shillings compared to 1.6 trillion shillings in the same period in 2022. In comparison, Health erosion for the Nairobi boss stood at 23.3% in 2022, amounting to 610 billion shillings, while the performance of the Nairobi Stock Exchange 20 index was largely unchanged, having fallen by 10.3%. This means the boss only shed 50 billion Kenyan shillings in the three months to the close of the year, which was characterized by mass investor flight after the shilling shed 22% against the US dollar. The shilling closed the year at 156 units against the greenback, having shared close to 35 units within a year. And a quick trip around Africa. Ivory Coast successfully raised $2.6 billion through two bonds with respective maturities of 9 and 13 years in its first return to the international euro bonds market after two years of absence. The Ivorian government said the issuance drew interest from more than 400 investors in a record-breaking operation that generated an order book exceeding $8 billion, representing the highest order level 
ever recorded by a sovereign in West Africa. The two new bonds carry respective interest rates of 6.3% and 6.85% upon execution. Simultaneously with a bond issuance, a dollar-euro currency hedge operation covering the entire issuance amount was executed, resulting in an average interest rate of 6.61%. Many sub-Saharan African economies were hard hit by COVID, the fallout from Russia's war in Ukraine and rising global interest rates, which made foreign currency debt prohibitively expensive for most from early 2022 and locked them effectively out of international capital markets. Ivory Coast Finance Ministry said in a statement that the funds will primarily be used to repurchase and refinance the country's existing euro bonds as well as international bank loans. The world's largest cocoa producer, which operates within the West Africa Economic and Monetary Union, whose currency is pegged to the euro, had focused on issuing bonds denominated in euros to reduce its currency exposure. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit the website. That's thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at Vithadong.